Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to another episode of Shalmadur Shem Shalshim Yom. Today is the 12th day in our quest, learning all about the holiday of Purim. Almost said Spain right there, almost said the holiday of Spain. That would have been bad. And so if you're wondering what was with that whole intro, so I took the song, except I referenced the fact that Shalmadur Shem is actually heard Teenek to Spain, but also, I'll tell you a secret, it's also in Austria and Singapore, and also it's in Nigeria and Ethiopia. We got Jews all around the world trying to get in on this movement, so I thank you for being part of this movement. As always, we're going to, I should say always, um, as as I would like to do always, we are going to start with a quick Megillah idea from the Rebbe, so we know that after Achashverosh throws his party, that a lot of bad stuff goes down. Vashti ends up getting killed from it, and also says says the Gemara. The Gemara says the Megillah Daf Yud Beis Amaraf. They say, why was annihilation decreed upon the Jews of that generation? What did they do to deserve to deserve Haman almost killing them? Because they enjoyed the feast of the wicked one. The wicked one being Achshverosh. Again, a lot of times when it says wicked one and talking about Achshverosh, we're like, what Achshverosh? Like, what made him so wicked? Like we said, the Megillah kind of masks a lot of Achshverosh's flaws and. If you want to know why, make sure to check some of our some some of our other um, shiram about some of the censorship that goes on in the Megillah. And so says the Rebbe. Many commentators struggle to explain the disproportionate decree, a complete annihilation for a sin as innocent as enjoying the feast of that wicked one. It would seem, on a face value, that they didn't really do much wrong other than just enjoy themselves. But Haman's decree is a natural consequence of of ordinary history and politics, not divine retribution. It wasn't Hashem um, punishing them. It was just something natural that would happen based off the secret events that is about to be, descri- that is about to be described. The Midrash likens the survival of the Jewish people amidst the surrounding nations to a sheep encircled by 70 wolves. Really a stirring image for you to picture. That the Jewish people are sitting there and there's 70 wolves around them. Of course, representing the, the 70 umos, the 70 nations. Which is to say that everybody kind of at some point wanted to kill us. But... We, we remain alive for one simple reason. Only continuous divine intervention keeps them alive. Left to the whim of kings, czars, politicians, and I have to also add just mobs, the fate of the Jew is precarious. Or for those who speak regular English, it they're probably not going to survive without Hashem. To remain enveloped within Hashem's protective embrace, we must acknowledge it. If we deny Hashem's hand in our survival, we are left to contend with the natural facts of a harsh and inhospitable world. The world is not designed for such a small, minute um, population to, to survive while actively being hunted out by all the other nations at some point or the other. That's just not logically possible. This is not to say that we are to abandon any attempt to work within political reality. On the contrary, Hashem desires that we meet the world on its terms to secure our survival. The mistake is in thinking that our self-determination political efforts are the sole means of our survival. They only cloak the true body of our security, which is Hashem's providence. Which is to say, a lot of people can get caught up and they say, hey, we'll be fine, we have a huge military. There were plenty of nations that throughout the years had huge military, but they just got destroyed because they didn't have Hashem on their side. We did, and a lot of times we had a very small and a lot of times not a very developed military. Just look at the Hanukkah story. And you see that because we have Hashem, we have Hashem on our side, and because we have Hashkach Pratis, we were able to survive. So going back to Purim for a second. The Jews of the Persian Empire made this mistake. In the Gemara's words, they enjoyed the privilege of being invited to a royal feast and being served kosher food and wine by the king's staff. The exiled Jew felt included. He no, long, no longer needed 
Hashem for his survival. He no longer had to cling to Hashem, and Hashem was no longer the person that he relied on after being cast out by all the other people, because now they were being included. Putting their faith in mortals, the Jews denied their supernatural status as a nation whose very survival defies the laws of history. They were just making themselves like everybody else, abandoning this knowledge. They were now vulnerable to the decrees of the mortal Ahasuerus. That is what the Rebbe writes. It's definitely a very, very stirring, very compelling idea, as the idea also references us and how do we see ourselves. Do we see, for those of us who live in America, do we see ourselves as American Jews or do we see ourselves as Jewish Americans? Just a quick thought idea for those of you who live in all the other countries or to our, to our buddy in Spain, do you see yourself as a Spanish Jew or as a Jewish Spaniard? That's uh, that's the real question. And now getting into the Megillah HaKoris, the Megillah Mafre, if someone reads the Megillah out of order, like for example, if they read the second parak before the first, or vice versa, Lo they don't fulfill their obligation. Kar Alpeh, if you read it by heart, which you know is something that, that, that my Rebbe, Rabbi Nadler, taught me when he was teaching me about Ritzvah Barsh, he says that you should not read from the Torah by heart. You have to actually look at the words. One of the sources for that halacha is in this Mishnah. Kar Targum, if you read it in Aramaic, or if you read it in any other language, you do not fulfill your obligation except for one small exception. If you read it to somebody who's a foreigner, if you read it to them in their foreign language, so two things. So A, you can read it to someone who doesn't speak English, who doesn't speak Hebrew, excuse me. You can read it to them in another language so that they can understand it. However, you can read it to them in Hebrew because it says the, explains the Me'iri. You can go ask most other Jews who will be able to understand Hebrew and certainly be able to understand the Megillah. So, for example, he can go over and he could say to his neighbor, Hey, I don't get it. This guy read me the Megillah, but what does Vahibi Me'achashverosh mean? And the guy would answer back, It means in the days of Achashverosh. And so now, this foreigner would answer back, I hope that you are excited because we're now one day closer to the holiday of Purim. Have a wonderful day.